Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Don't Praise the Machine in 2022. That's right. We made it past Y2K for another year. I am Alexander Holland, and I'm here with my number one prince of podcasting, (laughs) John Maloney. Hi, everyone. Alexander Holland and John Maloney back on the mic. (laughs) I realized how much I needed this show. Uh, yeah, what's happened? You've dropped your bundle. Yeah, I've, I I just started. I just started scarfing antidepressants the moment I missed the last last <laughs> Tuesday. I realised had- the only thing keeping me together as a person was performing for everyone for for an hour <laughs> for an hour every week for the last forty weeks. Take that out, and I don't know who I am anymore. I'm glad the show's back everyone so that I don't have to relapse anymore into mm. John will John will tell you about his addictions one episode. Uh <laughs> it's, for, it's, a, it's for later in the year. Yeah. All, all you need to know for now is that he between the last episode and this one, he had a terrible, terrible relapse. <laughs> and I'm speaking to him I'm speaking to him now from a very expensive facility that his family is putting <laughs> in for, We'll have to do like for, the- for a little the, while, the serial introduction where it goes, "This is a, this is a collect call from oh, Pennsylvania." Yeah, yeah it's so and true. That's such a uh, it's John Maloney. Yeah, <laughs> from it's such a trope. Melbourne State Penitentiary. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, oh. <laughs> it's me again. Can you? Oh. Can, can you? Can oh, I do John. a reverse charge? Hi John, it's uh, it's me, it's me, Alexander Holland, uh, the journalist. How uh, uh, how you doing? How you doing today? Yeah, mm. not bad. Pretty good, I guess. <laughs> Pretty good, I guess. <laughs> and then uh, just uh, I'm innocent, but I'm innocent. Then just a vocal fry ridden voiceover. Yeah. <laughs> John seemed somehow less happy than before. <laughs> In our previous conversation. <laughs> so, 2022, John, and you find yourself not, for the first time since mm. we started podcasting, mm. you're not in Australia. Yeah, I've been, I've podcasted from outside of my usual studio in Melbourne a couple of times, but this is the first time that I've been outside the country. I'm in the wonderful sovereign state, sovereign island nation of Singapore, Wow. I've uh, been here and for almost a week now, and I'm staying for about another week. Uh, wow. Double week, sing- the, the two-week Singaporean holiday. Yeah. Um, that's good. It's, uh, I, just had a, I just had a very, very good laksa for lunch at a classic sort of Singaporean hawker centre uh, and walked back in the kind of blistering humidity, which I don't really enjoy. Oh, yeah, that's but, right. Um, I forgot about that. Yeah, you got to basically the trick is not to not to do anything outside of air conditioning in the hottest months of the hot, hottest hours of the day at this time of year, uh, oh. which is which I've stuffed up a few times and ended up basically like feeling like I was about to die or end up in a shootout with police because I was so hot. But um, <laughs> but aside from that, it's great. It's not just an airport, is that right? Yeah, exactly. Or it, if it is, it's a very very it's a much more interesting airport than I realised. Uh, it's an airport with a city attached. I'm, I'm pretty sure that you're not in 
I'm pretty sure that you're not in a country. You're just in Terminal Seven. <laughs> it's just one of the, the out- most, outlying it's the terminals. Best, it's the it's the one of the best terminals is a new Terminal Seven. It's yeah. massive and appears to be its own city, but it's actually <laughs> just another terminal at Changi. Yeah, I'm just in this rest area with a VR headset on, <laughs> <laughs> pretending to go around a city. It's cool. It's very. It's got probably the some of the best street food I've ever come across in all my travels, wow. and uh, it's very, very multicultural. And it's uh, very small. It's about fourteen times smaller than Melbourne, and it's got a high, bigger population than Melbourne. Uh, I need about- to do more research. Every time I'm there, um, I mean, to, to be honest, I've been there mostly in the airport. I did spend like four hours outside of the airport once having a bit of a look around and I didn't know at all what was going on and I thought, Mm. man, I need to research more. Just looking at the ethnicities of the various people Mm. that were there and and how everyone was dressed and everything, I just thought, wow, this is really interesting. I need to understand the history of this place and why I'm being publicly caned for just having a hubba bubba. (laughs) Said to the, I put all, I put all those questions, all the questions that I just put to you. I was putting to my cane man as I was being publicly caned <laughs> for having for having some crazy grape on the street. <laughs> and he said, he said, look, this isn't really part of my job, but I'll do you a solid. Gave you a little, you know, the ink- guided tour of Chinatown. <laughs> He said, said, if you can walk after this, I'll take you for a little guided tour of Chinatown and explain how he made English the national language and turned it into a business metropolis. Yeah. So things have been good, but perhaps not as exciting as yours. You've been in, you've been in the beautiful Lake Bled as our, as our Instagram followers would have seen. (laughs) That's right, my little bled, my little bled video thanking Slovenia for <laughs> for, for for something that was not really explained. Um, <laughs> and I want to say thank you, Lake Bled. I want to say thank you, Slovenia, and I want to say thank you, Lake Bled, for this opportunity. Like I'd been brought there by the Slovenian Tourism Board <laughs> on some sort of sponsorship deal. <laughs> I wish I wish that we're at that point now as influencers yeah. where we just get get flown to places and then we yeah. just thank that. I want to say thank you so much, Hilton Beverly Hills. Yeah, exactly. I want to say, say thanks very much to the Pan Pacific Suites in Singapore. I'm loving it. <laughs> Um, I was in Norway for Christmas with my uncle Michael, mm-hmm. uh, and I should give a shout out to that whole family because they're all. They're all don't praises now because oh. um, I forced them all to subscribe in the days <laughs> I was over there. So I'm giving Good. a massive shout out. We have a we have a huge fan base in Lillehammer, Norway now. Yeah, nice. I want to say big shout out to Michael and my auntie Anya's and my cousins Mia and Daniel. So I was in beautiful snowy Lillehammer for Christmas, and mm-hmm. then I hopped over to Slovenia for New Year's Eve. So I've had. Quite a snow-capped, uh, you know, couple of weeks. So I can't wait for twenty for twenty twenty two. Yeah, it's coming real. It's coming so hot, and it's coming right through. <laughs> I know. I can't wait. Do you have any? My New Year's re- my New Year's resolution was just to do more rhymes. 
<laughs> more that would be more great. couplets. Imagine, imagine being at a dinner party and everybody's discussing resolutions and mm. you said, I want my resolution is just to do more rhymes and couplets. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now and I'm going to tell you true. My resolution is to do more couplets for you. And then people go, <laughs> what? <laughs> is everything okay? You could say, and you could say, oh, this is my, re- <laughs> this is my resolution every year and I never do it. But this year, this <laughs> year I think. It's every <laughs> fucking year, 5th of January, I start just going, oh, oh, it's so much easier to just revert to prose. So much easier to not make the words rhyme and then it gets to, dis- gets to December and I look back at the year and I kick, kick, <laughs> just kick myself. Oh, you've done it again. You've done it again. <laughs> you've, had another, you've had another rhymeless year. <laughs> I'm a little bit older than some of my friends, like virtually all of my friends right. in, uh, in Berlin, so... By by a significant margin, or just a kind yeah, of say couple of years, twenty five years, twenty five. <laughs> they're all they're all still in their late teens, <laughs> and you're like, you're like, oh man, I gotta I gotta stop playing beer pong. You won't believe this. I played. Do you know what this is? I did play flip cup. Oh yeah, which is like a classic uh, North American drinking game. Yeah, so. Wow! It sounds like a joke. It sounds like a joke, but I was, <laughs> I was doing college drinking games. Wow! Oh well. Come on, Holland! Stop being a pussy. <laughs> Holland, Holland. What's that? There's that. Um, it's like that fucking. There's that um Will Ferrell film where he goes back to college when he's really old. Oh yeah! There. Do you remember that? That's from years ago. Um, Elf. I think it's called. <laughs> <laughs> he wears that little green uniform and he's much bigger. He's so much bigger than everyone else because he's older than all the other students that he's all the other in college. College kids. <laughs> Come up to his knee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the dean of the university is James Kahn. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's right. He was. The, I'd forgotten James Kahn was in Elf. He's just um, reprising his role as uh, Sonny Corleone. <laughs> That'd be a great um, thread through, wouldn't it? You have Sonny Corleone, the sort of oh, uh, yeah. fiery, irascible character from uh, from Godfather, who then gives birth to an elf and <laughs> and and is estranged from his elf child. <laughs> um how was it how was it having a white christmas because obviously i mean every year i th- i think about at least once I'm, i ponder their kind of oh you've never done it no you're in, in canada i've done it yeah but not for a few years but i always ponder the sort of incongruity in australia because you're giving people Cards with like snowflakes on them and and, yeah. and and all these kind of Santa, all these scenes that look very kind of warm and so, uh, cold and sort of Nordic. Yeah, and know. all and all the music. Yeah, exactly. It's all it's, like like I never. Th- it's so funny. I never thought of it as a kid until I got to to 
Europe and mm. started having Christmases here that I realized how fucking weird it is mm. that all of the Australian Christmas classics are all about they're all the same Christmas classics as like um like um, American Christmas classics I'm dreaming yeah, of Yeah exactly and, you know and you know chestnuts and, roasting uh, on an open chestnuts fire chestnuts roasting open you get fire. Fu- you get fucking roast chestnuts on the footpath in at Christmas time <laughs> in Australia <laughs> Uh, no, it was very nice white Christmas in Norway, mm-hmm. uh, and I also uh, I ate reindeer, and it was delicious. Ooh. Oh no, my auntie Anya's cooked up a delicious reindeer. Wow, and it was so nice. Wow, I went back for seconds. That's great. That's good to try. Yeah. It's good to get to this time in one's life and still be able to experience a new food this week i've tried stingray i had uh steam wow. sp- stingray which was very nice and you said this is for steve Irwin." yeah exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> as he likes every with every with every bite as i said yeah exactly tables everyone at the table said please stop saying that <laughs> Just chewing, chewing, chewy sting rango. This is for Steve. This is for Steve. And this is for Bindi. She didn't have to go through that. <laughs> this, is, this is for what it did to Bindi. She's grown up to be the most insufferable person on planet Earth. It's your fault, right? <laughs> well, we don't have to cover resolutions unless you've got any non standard ones. I just had my rhyming couplets. Yeah, that's a good and one. And no, you, why don't you say you've got some? We've got some weird ones because of of all your yours are always just to do with your kind of weird fetish goals, which I always yeah. I'm it's always funny like, you should say that. Oh, what are you? What are your? I'm always like, oh, what's your news resolution, John? And every year you say <laughs> the same thing. You go, oh, I just would really like to up my pain threshold. Like, I don't want to hear that. Come and just keep that for your community. <laughs> that's not. That's not Christmassy. <laughs> As you've mentioned that, um, it's funny you should say that actually because I, I am I'm always seeking to be less judgmental. Yes, and and uh, I think I think that's a good goal for all of us, but probably particularly for me. And one of the things that I have mixed feelings about on that front is, as you say, fetish-related stuff. I read an article recently about um, in uh, I don't know where how I came across it in Metro called "What is kink shaming and why should we care about it?" And kink shaming is an interesting topic to me because I often think I often think yeah like I, I'm very you know I'm very sex positive I'm very much into sure. like people being into whatever they're into. But I think if your sense of identity is based around kinks, I'm going to have a difficult time relating to you. And uh, <laughs> and I kind of feel like there's limits to my capacity to switch off my critical faculties. <laughs> like if you're, if, you're, if you're really wanting to spend like by all means you know have sex make it as weird as you want have it with whoever Mm. you want i think that's great but if you're spending day and night you go on you know you're going like 
shopping for particular equipment and you're hanging out in communities with people who are into that kink, my sense is that you have uh, just become a bit dull. I don't think there's anything shameful about it, <laughs> but I don't think – I just find it a bit boring and I think you're, I think you're kind of um, putting too much emphasis on one particular dimension of yourself. So, th- so kink shaming I've always kind of thought, am I – somebody who would fall foul of what would be considered kink shaming because of that view. Mm. And so I read this article and it says the opposite stance from kink shaming is a sex positive one where people believe that having sexual predilections is not inherently wrong and that what you do privately in the bedroom as a consenting adult is your entirely your own business. So I, I mean, that's like, I couldn't agree more with that, with all of that. Mm -hmm. And then that, but then that goes on. Generally speaking, it says, what, what kind of kinks get shamed? And it says, generally speaking, the more unusual the kink, the more likely somebody is to be shamed for it. Mm. Fetishes such as puppy play, where a person pret- pretends to be a dog, an adult baby, where a person pretends to be a baby by dressing <laughs> as a baby and often using a nappy, are very likely okay. to be kink shamed. And I read that and thought, mm. and thought... <laughs> I don't necessarily think that's a problem that people <laughs> that people are, are having the. I mean, they shouldn't be like put in jail, but they could, you could take the piss out of them, surely. If you're if you want to be a baby, I mean, we're just going to leave our common sense at the door. <laughs> what was the first one? The the puppy one. The first one was. Puppy play, where a person pretends to be a dog. Um, <laughs> now, uh, I don't know. I guess, I guess, um, I guess, if you want to pretend to be a dog, I think you should be allowed to. But I also think I should be allowed to form a view based on that choice. What about what about a <laughs> what about if you scored an invite to a Puppy play and baby party. <laughs> babies and dogs. Yeah. Or in- interacting. I would pretend to be a maybe like a rabid dog. I think that would be my thing. I'd, I'd bark at the babies. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea. I like the idea that once you turn up to the dog. And baby play party yeah. at the door because because neither dogs nor babies have can use language. <laughs> that the whole party, yeah, the whole party has to be communicated without language. So once you get in the door, they go, "All right, Barry. Now once you go in there, you know you can't say anything." <laughs> yeah, exactly. he's like, "Yeah, okay." And then they all have to communicate via barks and goo goo <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, can you like? Are you allowed to, like, use a mobile phone or I guess not? No. And that's how you have to, you have to consent with, with woofs and gurgles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it might be a good time to tell a bio dog story. Yeah. I think that, that that's a wonderful tale. So this story belongs to my friend Evan. So shout out to Evan if you listen to the podcast. So this is Evan's story, but uh, it's pretty great. So Evan was at the lake in Berlin a couple of years ago. And I guess Evan 
uh, you know, it's probably this is Berlin, so we've all got you know we've all got fairly progressive friends over here mm. and you've probably got you've probably got that one friend of yours who is progressive the right word here john liberal open what would be the best word here yeah um well i mean there's i, I consider myself progressive but i i think there yeah are, there are kind of degrees of that um and there are some people who you know are very determined about pursuing a kind of alternative lifestyle aren't right. they? Yeah. yeah, like maybe this is perhaps alternative lifestyle is the best kind of word. So, you know, I'm 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 living in Berlin. It's a it's a very liberal, progressive city, and so mm. we've all got we've all got a friend who's perhaps the most liberal and progressive, and that's great. We get along with them. But then, if you hang out with them and their friends, and then mm. their friends' friends, you're gonna start getting to the fringes mm. of alternative life- lifestyles. Anyway, Evan was at the lake uh, a couple of years ago with some of my other mates. I think Anthony and Evan's um, husband Patrick were there hanging by the lake. And they were with friends and like friends of friends, and then some other people that were just in the periphery all sitting in a group together. Mm. And Evan, I think he overheard this conversation, or he might have just been involved in it, just sitting. And somebody said, somebody, <laughs> somebody had a dog with them. And somebody said, "Oh, your dog's so cute. You know what's the, what's your dog's name?" And they said, "Oh, my bio dog's name is Pete." And they said, "Oh, <laughs> hi, um, uh, sorry, what did you say?" Oh, uh, that's Pete, my bio dog. And he said, "The person asking said, bio dog. I've I've never heard that. What does that mean?" And this person said, "Well, you see, there are people, friends of mine." Uh, you know, humans, uh, they identify as dogs. So I think that it is correct and respectful to refer to them uh, as dogs. Mm. And this dog at my at my feet, uh, he's a biological dog, hence bio dog. So Barry, my friend, he's a dog. And Pete, that's my bio dog. So actual dogs, this guy called bio dogs, mm. as opposed to his like puppy play friends, I don't, who he called dogs. Yeah, like what? Why did that? Why has the? Why has the? Why has the dog, dog had to change its name? <laughs> exactly. They like, they were dogs long before anyone had the idea of identifying as a dog. Yeah, I, I can only assume. So man, uh, that bio dog story has got a lot of mileage in my um. <laughs> Friendship circle, and it's a very Berlin story yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my bio dog. Like the idea of being, you know, the idea of being duly accommodating of people's different choices, taken Correct. to its kind of logical <laughs> or I- illogical extreme. <laughs> <laughs> Quite a lot of resistance. I've been absolutely loving 
TikTok, which mm. is abs. As a 39-year-old man, I didn't think there was anything in this for me, <laughs> but I jumped on because we were trying to think of different ways of getting the of growing the Don't Praise the Machine community. Mm. And so I joined TikTok to sort of see what all the fuss was about. And I am absolutely loving it. And I'm <laughs> slightly disappointed with how much I'm loving it and how good it is because I thought it was all going to be um, like teenage girls dancing and lip syncing, yeah. which was just doesn't interest me. And it's, I just don't – it's so – I just thought I just thought it was going to be full of just talentless people lip syncing. It is not. It's got mm. the most talented people on there. Mm. There's, I'm I'm seeing <laughs> seeing like hilarious comedy. Mm. I'm seeing the best impressionists I've ever seen. I'm getting music production tips. I'm I'm getting Hollywood screenwriters telling me the tips of the industry. Wow. I'm getting inspirational videos. I'm getting travel blogs. I'm getting brilliant little. Did you know videos like I saw on the other day that this guy pointed out this archway in New York, which is now surrounded by an auto mechanics and you would never notice it. And then he explained that it was part of some mansion that was built in the 1860s in Queens, New York, and it's Mm. the last remaining remnant. This is all on the talk. So I want to say thank you, ByteDance, and thank you, Xi Jinping, because I'm all in on talk. (laughs) Have you... I wonder if Xi Jinping himself has ever actually been on there. He loves it. He's swiping <laughs> up. He's got. He's swiping up on all the funny lip sync videos. He thinks have, that's hilarious. Have you um, had a go at contributing something to the talkosphere? I think no, it's called the talkosphere. <laughs> no, I haven't. But we are definitely going to make a "Don't Praise the Machine" TikTok mm. account because Please. we're in, man. We're going deep in this talk. We're going deep in this talk verse because I think from for the kind of stuff that we do, I think I think it's the platform for us. Hmm. Why do you say that? I've got. A, I've just because I've got a member of the CCP stood behind me with a revolver <laughs> pointed at my back. I believe it That's was a why. boking accident. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Keep smiling. Everybody's happy. <laughs> um, it's because it's just because it's it's because it's only video con. So there's a bunch of reasons. Okay, mm. now I don't work for Buy Dance or. <laughs> The Chinese Communist what's, Party. What's Byte Dance? I've never even heard of Byte that. Dance is the Byte Dance is the parent company. Oh, yeah. What a weird name. Um, uh, so, f- because it's only video content, mm-hmm. it actually everything comes across as being like way more authentic than on Instagram because Instagram is photographs that people then spend. You know, people spend ten times as many as much time editing the photo mm. as even taking it. Yeah. Whereas, because TikTok is just videos, it's a, it's much more difficult to sort of faff about with trying to meticulously make a video mm. look right. You try to try and communicate how pretty you are or whatever. So it's a it's a lot more about actually the content of what you're doing than making it look all pristine and, and perfect. So it has yeah. a kind of authenticity to it. And and also just because just the format of these little videos, the kind of stuff it encourages people to post. Man, mm. I'm all in. I have to Getting of course of course. Of course it's addictive and I have to watch yeah. it. the reason it's addict the reason it's addictive is because it's so good. <laughs> I've avoided it in part because of a kind of preconception that it was like 
just kind of vacuous people making cutesy faces. No. But also because I I thought I don't need another platform to be addicted to. Uh, honestly, I've, John. I'm, yeah. I'm, the, honestly, if you are wasting any amount of time mm. on Instagram, mm. put that time on TikTok, mm. you're going to have a better life. <laughs> Except for our page on Instagram, of course. That's the one. Not, uh, yeah. The, the uh, one yeah, vestige. Course. The one vestige. Um, and I would also say, it's pretty funny, like like you have to use, you put your age in and your sex and then mm. it knows a bunch of stuff about you. It's probably looking at everything in your phone and then it knows the kind of, it starts suggesting things that it thinks you might be interested in. Mm. And then depending on what, how quickly you swipe things away, it starts to understand what you like. Mm. So I knew quite quickly that I didn't want to see anybody doing lip sync videos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and so I don't get any of that. So I'm not getting the kind of troubled teen trends or anything like that. Yeah, okay. So what I would say, here's what I would say about, about TikTok. I would say TikTok for teenage girls, no, no, no. TikTok for men in their late thirties, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> if I could do a if I could do a little bit of Jeff Goldblum, I could say yes, yes, yes. Uh, 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 TikTok for uh, men in their uh, late thirties, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> that's very good. <laughs> um, so that's my New Year's resolution for twenty twenty two. Okay, we John and Al don't praise the machine TikTok account coming soon, mm. and John and Al they're going to become viral. Talkers, and we're going to say we TikTok and we don't stop. And I want to say thank you, Xi Jinping, and I want to say thank you, Byte Dance, for helping. Don't praise the machine. Come <laughs> num. It's going to go Charlie D'Amelio. Don't praise the machine. Can we do? Is it pronounced mukbang? Where you just do, yeah, eating, do eating do, feats. Do you want, I'd love if that could be my thing. You, yeah, do you want to? Um, I quite like that. Yeah, sure. You're just like, no, no, don't, don't end the episode. Can we do mukbang? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we sure can. I would never Wait. say no to that, John. Wait. <laughs> okay, so what for our for everybody who's not a sicko? What is mukbang? I think it's um. Basically, performative eating. Uh, people go, and it's a kind of ASMR-ish sometimes form of online performative eating, where you kind of you, you'll buy a meal and you'll eat it. Uh, sometimes in a particularly ravenous and disgusting fashion, and you'll emphasize mm. a lot of mouth sounds. That said, I could be quite wrong because I don't. I'm not a fan of the genre because I. Can can barely stand to listen to ordinary people chewing. So yeah, um, it's, it's kind of ASMR adjacent. It sort mm. of exists in that same kind of sphere that you're getting some kind of pleasure mm. from some sort of strange intimate act that's closely mic'd. Mm, exactly, and people will be like crunching things and ripping apart a crab and then sucking the crab legs, and it's all very kind of visceral, yeah. and it's all sort of. Sexual adjacent too, in the way that some ASMR yeah. is, without necessarily acknowledging that. And um, and I uh, think I could get into it. <laughs> you mean like you could perform it? I could perform it. Yeah. I mean, I I don't think I can stand to watch anyone else do it. So I think my place is going to be doing it. 
So you could you'd you'd be quite good at choosing a meal and then mm. placing the meal on a table and having a nice ringlet video mm. facing you and then you eat all the meal down my shirt. loudly. <laughs> what would you what meal would you choose? Yeah, it's a good question. I'd like to do something that maybe is a gap in the market. And my <laughs> guess is that most of the things that are overplayed in the in the mukbang space are kind of greasy fast foody type dishes. Correct. Yeah, they are. So I'd like to just do you know maybe like a little snack or some <laughs> some cheddar cheese squares on water crackers. Something healthy think, and sensible. I think you should do like toff foods and mm. your YouTube channel could be called John Maloney's Dirty Degustation. <laughs> And then you just mukbang <laughs> degustations just, in every single, like, seven-course meals. Ex- yeah. Extravagant. Oh, you know what you could do? You could do, like, <laughs> you could do, you could just somehow just, like, denigrate Michelin-starred chefs <laughs> by just, like, having, having going to Michelin-starred restaurants. I and, love that. Like, filming, filming mukbangs. What I'd love to do is just go to Michelin-starred restaurants with, and pack my own brioche bun and then put whatever the dish they've served in, <laughs> into a brioche bun and eat it like a sandwich. Uh, and I could call it sandwichify. I just sandwichify d- different foods. Um, you know, maybe it's like I, a. I love that. Maybe it's like a, a whole barramundi, whack it in some brioche buns, chow down on it. Brioche bun and ketchup. <laughs> yes. Brioche and ketchup, like every like go to go to fancy restaurants and then just stuff the contents <laughs> in a brioche bun with ketchup. You could go to a Heston Blumenthal restaurant and he's given you a plate of like of like smears and foams and steams. Yeah, and you just put them all in a <laughs> bun with ketchup, just smother a ball in HB sauce and and lick it up or. <laughs> Yeah, just whack my brioche buns in whatever kind of dry ice nonsense he's got there and then (laughs) do it like a sandwich. (laughs) So also just want to give a shout out in this episode to Colin, who is one of the much beloved members of the Don't Praise community, who sent us a very lovely email mm. uh, between the Christmas and New great. Year's period. It was a very beautiful email, and he sent us a couple of his own personal splags, mm. which he thought might be enjoyed by the rest of the community. So I just thought I'd read one of them out now. So this is from this is from a listener, and you can, hey guys, if you want to send us a funny story, a mm. bit of a splag of your own, and you want to get it read out on the on the air, then send it on through. The email address that you can reach us at is don'tpraise at aol.com. The don't praise is one word. That's don'tpraise at aol.com. So, the splag from Colin goes, 
One time I tried to sell a car on Gumtree and it gives you a warning that items of value can attract scammers. That made me hypervigilant. Mm. At one point, I got a few responses that all used the same text and sensing some kind of a scam, I decided to play with them by saying ridiculous stuff about the car I was selling. Yeah, it's available to buy, but you need to be aware that the do- but you need to be aware that the doors are made of wood. The engine is a the engine is a cake. It's a it's a scale model. One guy was one guy was undeterred and still wanted to come see the car. At one point, when he gave me a real and legitimate mobile number, I got a bit perplexed until my coworker explained that the text from the response is just the default suggested message uh. the country gives you when you're inquiring about a car. Fortunately, someone bought it off the side of the road and I never sold anything on Gumtree. <laughs> there you go. He's written, I'm sure that word count contravenes good reach out high. <laughs> this, this is very cute. The The email was quite lengthy, which was lovely, actually. It was. Uh, and he's written at the end of the email, I'm sure the word count contravenes good reach out hygiene, but whatever's it is what it is. Yeah, thanks, Excellent. Colin. Thanks that for was, that, that Colin. Was really, that was a lovely email. That really made us both feel good, and uh, it was yeah. very, very kind of you. Um, the other yeah. thing I'd like to say before we go, during the break, um, I want to thank everyone who listened to the Christmas episode. We got a lot of good feedback on yeah. that, and also people who went back through our now extensive back catalogue and enjoyed a few of the historical episodes of Don't Praise the Machine. And during the break, to keep things interesting, uh, we invited some comments from people about what they'd like to hear more of. Um, And I just want to reassure those who very kindly responded uh, that we've taken on board your feedback and we'll be steering the content almost exclusively to... uh, (laughs) The things that you've suggested that we talk about. People uh, replied to the Instagram poll with. they. Um, some people said, give us some relationship and dating advice. Very, very happy to do that. Um, and I've, I feel I'm in a great position to uh, do that, given my own uh, fairly patchy history of dating. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, and what else do we have? Somebody asked us for a little bit more personal information and they suggested they'd like to know, for example, what kind of milk we liked with our coffee. Ah. Maybe we'll set up an OnlyFans account where we where we give kind of warts and all insights into our daily lives. Someone else asked for dream analysis for us to disclose right. more information about our weird dreams. Very happy to do that. Um, Tom Roberts suggested that I needed uh, more vocal warm-ups. Uh, fuck you, Tom. <laughs> um, <laughs> so thank you. Thank you very much for that. Um, I think another thing we might do, John, is we got quite a lot of responses on the Instagram poll. Mm. And the thing that we actually do need, the thing that we actually do require is we have a little intimate, beautiful Don't Praise the Machine community listening week in, week out. And they've been very helpful and generous with their suggestions. What we actually do need, me and John are going to try this year, this is a bit of a news resolution from both of us, Mm. try and build out and grow the Don't Praise the Machine community a little bit. And some of that will involve reaching out to um, perhaps a couple of media outlets or people with an audience. But what we're going to need is we, we need to sort of nail down an angle, a quick 
elevator pitch for the podcast. So when somebody says, what's it about? Or if you're, imagine you're a journalist and you get mm. sent a whole bunch of like shit each day and you're looking for a story to write. You need something quick and snappy that makes you go, this sounds interesting. Mm. So I reckon, I re- like if you have any ideas of yeah. a little concise way to describe the podcast, it would actually really help us out if you could go to don't praise at aol.com and give us a little bit of uh, of your opinion of what you think the podcast is about yeah. and how maybe it could be described in a in an article or something like that. Yeah, um, you can also do it on the Instagram page if you like, which is if you go don't don't praise the machine the um, podcast on Instagram. You can also just direct message us there. Yeah, I agree. That would be great. We've we've made some headway in that regard. We had a we had a, we've done a few intros which I think have sort of crisply summarized what we think the show is about, but it's very nice to have an outsider's perspective, a fresh pair of eyes or a listener's perspective on what it is that makes you that draws you to the show and if you've recommended it to a friend, you know, how have you characterized it and what have you uh, put forward as the key things that might invite that might attract somebody who uh, doesn't know myself or Al, uh, but loves a good podcast. Yeah, that would be lovely. And look, if the podcast gets massive, then you can tell everybody that you got in on the ground floor. <laughs> yeah, you, know? you you saw Nirvana. Before Nevermind, you know, you <laughs> exactly. were you were in the Seattle dive bar and you making out with Dave Grohl uh, when he was just young. You loved the Beatles when they were just playing at the Cavern Club and you loved them when they had a residency in Hamburg. So you watch at the end. So this is the first episode of 2022. We can revisit this episode in December, John. So yeah. long as they're both still alive and the world isn't on fire. Yeah. We will revisit this episode and we'll listen to the things we said and we'll see what's happened in between. Yeah, that's we'll, a good that's a good idea. Like podcast resolutions. We're gonna be party rockers. We're gonna be TikTokers. <laughs> Me and John are going to be real party rockers and we're going to be real superstar TikTokers. Yeah, in the words of the great Red Foo, who I always Red Foo, correct. I always, <laughs> I always thought was the closest thing to a human manifestation of the character Poochie from The Simpsons. Uh, <laughs> that is so true. Red Foo is absolutely just the like Poochie a, of the music industry, just completely a constructed. Terrible kind of melange of all of these like slightly misconceived youth trends that some producers gone. Can you just have like a skateboard, but also like a pink afro and cool sunglasses, which you wear all the time? Uh, and then, of course, you go, oh, who could we get to do that? Well, Red Foo is the youngest son of Barry Gordy, oh. the founder of Motown Records. Wow. So it's even it's an even more egregious example of nepotism is that yeah. Red Red Foo from LMFAO is the youngest son of Barry Gordy Jr., the founder of Motown Records Corporation. As a record producer, Barry Gordy launched signed acts like The Supremes, Marvin Gaye, the Temptations, The Four Tops, Gladys Knight and the Pips and Stevie Wonder. But as a father, 
he gave birth to one of the worst musicians of the last hundred years. <laughs> we'll get Red Foo on the cast as well. <laughs> There's just going to be a lot of like just just mean spirited interviews with musicians this year. I don't know why. <laughs> Red Foo's just going to turn up in his rainbow leopard print leggings, very angry at us. <laughs> Uh, I'm always trying to find something which you once showed me, which is not him, but it's from another vacuous musical act, The Black Eyed Peas. Um, oh, yeah. It's a clip that you showed me once from a, <laughs> from a Black Eyed Peas concert um, where Will I Am is just using like an auto-tuner and he's just repeating yeah. some nonsense phrase like, can you dig that or something? It's... Yeah, so it's what it is is I think it's a so it's a Black Eyed Peas concert, right? And I think as like the the pre entertainment, um, the pre entertainment he uh, Will I Am has sort of put on a kind of robot outfit. And the face <laughs> of the robot is kind of like a Will I Am esque like metal robot face, mm. and then he gets on he gets on a kind of cherry picker and does terrible laptop DJing. Uh, <laughs> To the audience, and because by this stage the Black Eyed Peas had just become total cheese ball kids music, mm. the audience is just like sort of it looks like the audience from Disney World. It's just mm. like kids and and sort of mothers, and he is <laughs> just playing sort of wedding hit music, <laughs> and he's playing Thriller by Michael Jackson and singing over it with auto tune, but the auto tune isn't in the sa- isn't in the right key for Thriller. <laughs> And he just and he's sort of sort of panicking and like like trying to trying to sort of press buttons on the laptop. It's like a fucking parody. And he just keeps saying, "Where are my party people at?" That's right. Maybe I can find it and put it in the show notes. And he just keeps going, "Where my this is horrible robot voice." And he's just going, "Where my party people at? Where my party people at? Where my party people at?" And there's just mothers and children clapping. And you just think, man, remember when the Black Eyed Peas made sort of yeah. like intellectual kind yeah. of hippie hip hop? This is <laughs> such a fall from grace. <laughs> so that's what we're going to say. We want to say happy 2022 to Will I Am and Red Foo from Don't Praise the Machine. Yeah. Um, okay. We want to say thanks a lot, everybody. Thanks, everyone. Don't Praise the Machine, episode one of 2022. And we're going to be back. Next week. It's great to be back with you. It's great to be back with you. I'm going to say whole bag out, and then you say me John John out. Me John John out. <laughs> me, John- <laughs> me John John out. <laughs> Very good. Cool. All right.